Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. <clears throat> and now from beautiful Austin adjacent downtown Leander, Texas, the most prolific independent film, entertainment, and comedy podcast in the world. His Never. name is Clarkson. My name is Jim. We talk shit about movies so you don't have to. We are the film thugs. <laughs> and I'm ready to do this. Are you ready to do this? I, yes. I've never in my life been more prepared for something than I am right now. Barbaric. I shit you not. True. Shit you not in the slightest, Barbaric. sir. Barbaric. Uh, Barbaric. So, Texas beat Kansas Barbaric. State yesterday. That's yep. all I have to say. Barbaric. It was awesome. We had that shit from the word go. Um, before we jump into that list thing that we're going to do. I just watched this video of Bill Maher kind of doing this calm down about the fucking PC thing. We're starting to look like lunatics. We need to goddamn yeah, calm starting. down. We're starting now. Yeah, starting. But he pointed out something that I, I the, this is the only one I'm going to comment on because it's perfect. Um, there was a, a university had to cancel a performance of the vagina monologues. Okay. Guess why? Guess why? Because it wasn't inclusive? Of? Penises? Trans. What? Yes. Transsexual women do not raise. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Gender identity, whatever it is. Is there anything more male than, uh, look, ladies, <laughs> I know you were born with that business, but, uh, <clears throat> I identify. I identify as a woman, so, uh, so, yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Let me, uh, transplain to you here. Because I can't say mansplain. <laughs> it is the most arrogant fucking male bullshit ever. Uh. Look, that's I, fantastic. I've decided I want to be a woman, so uh, so there. Here's here's what here's how it's gonna be. Yeah, uh, it's it's Is it, it's up there with the uh, look at me, look at me, Facebook and internet memes of the um, parents that have the two year old that found a doll, like a, a girl's toy, uh-huh. and wants that toy, and it's. Parading around, and the parent will like take a picture of it. And go, uh, my look, kid my wanted kid. to go as a princess for Halloween, and instead of saying you can't yeah. do that, I'm letting him. Fucking two, it's yeah. no concept of sexuality. Tap yourself, gender. pat yourself on the back a whole lot more. It's the if it was that important, you wouldn't tell everybody. Yeah, it's the people who um, fucking maniacs. The, the, my favorite, how they're they're the folks that will over tip like motherfuckers, you know, like crazy over tipping, you know, hundred, three of it. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and. And the you know when when the servers like I had these customers they're paying for the oh it's great there was one of a couple who was like we tipped two hundred dollars on this so and I remember commenting on how it was bullshit your wife is like well maybe they're trying to you know point out so others would be no no they're not no they're not they're not they are uh, they're they're just going my good guy badge it is right here is polished and prominent right on my breast pocket it's so gross to me it's so gross. It's so gross. Everything about it is just uh, the other. Uh, the picture, uh, the the one I was talking about with the little boy in a, mm-hmm. in a princess dress, was just a picture on yeah. Facebook. Uh-huh. There was a video months ago. I may have even brought this up before because this kind of shit sticks in my head for yeah. fucking months. Uh-huh. Um, of a dad in his car with his two sons, both can't be more than maybe one's two and one's three, three uh, and a half, whatever. Right. And uh, it's his birthday, and we told him to go to the store and pick whatever toy he wanted, and he picked a Barbie or whatever. Right. 
And that's how we are. That's how our family is. Right, guys? And they're screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just making noise. Yeah. Because they're boys. Yes, yes. Yeah. Aren't we great? Look at how great we are. Uh Uh-huh. Aren't we... Aren't you supposed to... Wonderful. Teach your boys how to be a man as much as possible in the way that... I mean, not saying you can't do it the way you want. Knock yourself Uh out if that's what you want to do. But shouldn't you guide them until they can make that decision? Uh-huh. Like, I'd do my damnedest if I had a son. Yeah. To raise him the way my father raised me. And if right. at 18 he goes, you know what, Dad, thanks for all your help. Yeah. But I am a pretty, pretty princess. Yeah. Like, well, okay, okay kid. Sure. And I'd love it. Yeah. But, yes. Obviously. Uh. But uh, it doesn't mean you just give up. Yeah. You know, you give it the college try. Uh, well, and also, right? if, if your kid wants to play with a doll, why? I'm letting him. Oh, so whatever. What, you're if that's doing the way you what, want to do it. That's fine. But, well, but uh, stop, the fact that you're making a video. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's stop looking for us to everyone to pat you on yeah. your fucking back and tell you how great you are. Right. And just because I don't say, wow. Yeah. That's the greatest thing you've ever seen. Doesn't mean I want to march you and your family into some. <laughs> Chamber. South Park did a back-to-back episode, uh, back-to-back episodes that were very much dealing with a lot of this. One was called "You're Not Yelping Anyone," where it's people like, "Oh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm a food critic for right. Yelp, so I need a." Be- and the, the, it is the folks who I think okay, I think I write Yelp reviews the way they should be written. You should make fun of everything because what you're doing is, by very definition. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. Um, the, the, um, Kyle's dad wears like a scarf and smokes a pipe when he writes his reviews. And it's like, the habanero whatevers were delicious. It had the sweetness of the pepper without the heat, which is a good thing. There's enough pain in this world. I don't need more pain when we eat. I feel as though maybe we all have enough pain. The service <laughs> was attentive and wonderful. And I must say that my experience at TGI Fridays was sublime. However, the street side parking wasn't very good. Two and a half stars. <laughs> and that is Yelp yes. reviews. And the whole thing ended with like everyone in town thinking they're awesome for that. And, oh, yeah, well, we need to take it away. So you're the town's official Yelper. They tell everyone individually, you're the official Yelper, and here's your badge that you get mm-hmm. to wear. And so when they wear it into restaurants, like, yes, I'm the Yelper. Because the whole thing was Yelpers, like having all of this power and everyone being terrified. Right. And the whole thing ended with a song called Boogers and Come. Nice. Enjoy yeah. your boogers and come. Yeah. S- how about some fleece- feces on your flounder? Yes. Or that queefy quarter pounder? <laughs> it is straight up all over. The- then the next one is Cartman is sad because he posted a picture of himself. He's like, he, I posted a picture of myself flexing in the mirror because I thought I looked super pumped and I put it on the internet and people were mean to me. <laughs> and then like Steven Seagal comes in to talk to him about it. He's simply like, I posted a picture on the internet and I thought I looked ripped and no one else did. And they started calling me Steven Saboom Boom. And so, <laughs> and so they, they, they force Butters to go through all of his social media feeds, remove everything negative and print out just the positive comments and give it to them. And the whole, the whole deal, Brian and I were talking about it. If you post something on the internet, you are at, you are doing so to get comments. Sorry. Right. If you're putting it out there, you're doing so to get a response. Otherwise, you wouldn't. Sure. 
And you can't control what the response is. No. You know that people are terrible and that they're probably going to say some mean oh, shit. Yeah. So if you as a grown-ass adult know that, don't fucking complain. It was is is really fantastic. It's yeah. really fantastic. And it got into the whole thing of shaming, like him going through uh, uh, shaming of him, uh, the, Randy, going through Whole Foods. And at the end, like, oh, would you like uh, to donate a dollar to starving kids? Uh, no, no, not today. Okay, cool. Just on that screen there where it says, would you like to put, no, you don't want to donate money to starving children. All right, we just need you to get, speak into this voice recognition system. And it's just people being straight up shamed. And then one where it's, okay, oh, don't forget your change. And it's one of those little things like at Wendy's where the coins yeah. come out. Like It's right there. All you have to do is pry the sandwich out of the starving girl's mouth to get your change. Done. You got to pull it real hard. Just put your foot on her face to pry it away. It, it's the bullying across the board, the shaming, the I'm so much better because I did this. I have the moral high ground. Yeah. Ugh. No one has high ground. We're all yeah. fucking awful. Yeah. If you have ever eaten a meal of food, <laughs> then you are somehow on some level involved in the exploitation <sighs> of someone. Somewhere. Do you exactly. own a product? <laughs> okay. Do you yeah. own more than one? Yeah. Do you have anything that has electricity going through it? You do? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. There it is. I have recently been placed in charge of garbage. So there you go. That was a moment of learning with exactly. the film thugs. Now, last week, I read the uh, um, Modern Man list. Oh, yeah. So that you all know what's going to happen next, we've got the sequel to Yojimbo, uh, Criterion Spine number 60, 60, uh, sorry, 53, San Euro. Yes. San Euro. Good shit. But before we get there, um, it's an article that I like, but it also goes into the very heart of what annoys me in this world. Uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs did a response to the 27 signs of the modern man, you know, mm. the 27 thing a modern man does. And Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs posted a response to it, which of all the responses, this is kind of my absolute favorite. But my pro here's my problem. Mike Rowe schools liberals on what a real man... Stop it. Clickbait. Clickbait. Absolute clickbait. And none of the others have that liberal blah, blah, blah. Right. I am so fucking tired of everything having to be liberal or conservative or, oh, yeah, that keep your fucking politics out of everything. No one goddamn cares. No. Just uh, go with strong or weak, and that can be on either side. Yeah. Depending it, on the issue. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And here is, we're going to read. It makes everything so much simpler. We're going to read the modern man versus the man's man. Okay. Okay, the modern man. When the modern man buys shoes for his spouse, he doesn't have to ask her sister th for the size, and he knows which brands run big or small. A man's man would not buy shoes for his spouse or be familiar with the vagaries of various female footwear brands. He might offer to pay for them, and he would definitely compliment her choice. And if he knows the size of her feet, it's only because he rubs them from time to time. Nice. Okay. Uncertainty. The modern man never lets people know when his confidence is sunk. He asks as if everything is going swimmingly until it is. A man's man feels no shame and uncertainty because he knows that doing so will make him more certain. He's transparent about his flaws and shortcomings and makes no attempt to be more secure or knowledgeable or competent than he actually is. Mm. Uh, yes, I like that. The modern man is considerate. At the movie theater, he won't munch down on a mouthful of popcorn during a quiet moment. He waits for some ruckus. 
A man's man is also considerate, but he would never consciously time his chewing to coincide with the noisy part of the film. He does not walk on eggshells. Yes. Yes. And here's the... Hold on. Before I read this part, I, I need... This next line. Th that is the music lead in to the next one. The modern man doesn't cut the fattier charred bits off his fillet. Every bite of steak is a privilege and it all goes down the hatch. A man's man will clean his plate, assuming, of course, he's the one who put the food on it, but he feels no obligation to suck the marrow out of a bone or eat the bruise on the banana or consume the cob as well as the corn. He does not equate his manliness with a willingness to consume food that's been poorly prepared. Sounds like somebody cuts the fat off their steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't stop that. It goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <clears throat> the modern man won't blow 10 minutes of his life looking for the best parking spot. He finds a reasonable one and puts the car between the lines. A man's man know it's wiser to park closer to the exit than the entrance. <laughs> yes. Yes. Before the modern man heads off to bed, he makes sure his spouse's phone and kids' electronic devices are charging for the night. A man's man knows that self-reliance is born of experience. He urge encourages his kids to take to look after their own stuff and suffer the consequences when they do not. Do not. His wife is another matter. This one I think you'll like. The modern man buys only regular colas, like Coke or Dr. Pepper. If you walk into the house looking for a Mountain Dew, he'll show you the door. A man's man doesn't drink children's beverages. He drinks tap water, wine, coffee, beer, whiskey, or iced tea. He does, however, keep soda pop on hand on the off chance that a modern man stops by. <laughs> That's Th true. There was another one I read where it said, uh, uh, Dr. Pepper is for hillbillies and Mountain Dew is for people who work for hourly pay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my wife, Crystal, with a K, smokes while she eats. <sighs> I never tell you about uh, Audrey. Um, she would smoke while eating peel and eat shrimp. Huh. Yeah. While you ate. She didn't give a fuck if you were like, nope, I'm smoking while you eat. Huh. That's just uncouth. Hmm. No. It's not good. <clears throat> the modern man uses proper names for things. For example, he'll say helicopter, not chopper, like some gauche simpleton. A man's man is less worried about using the right word and more concerned with being understood, but under no circumstances does he dumb down the language. Yes. Yes. Having a daughter makes the modern man more of a complete person. He learns new stuff every day. A man's man is already a complete person. He, his identity does not depend upon sons, daughters, spouses, friends, or pets. He is not a loner. He is not a loner, and he cherishes the relationship he has, but he knows that his completion is nothing but a reflection of knowing who he is. That's true. Yes. <laughs> the modern man makes sure the dishes on the rack are dried completely before putting them away. A man's man will always volunteer to wash the dishes. He may or may not put them away. Regardless, he understands the phenomenon of evaporation and doesn't <laughs> concern himself with a codified system for drying. No. Nice. A man's man does not know what it means. A man's man has never pinned a tweet, and he never will. A man's man does not even know what this means, but he rarely says never. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. A modern man checks the status of his Irish spring bar before jumping into the wash. Too small, it gets swapped out. A man's man uses lava soap. He uses it until it's the size of a dime. Nice. <laughs> the, mo- the modern man listens to Wu-Tang at least once a week. Oh, God. A man's man watches reruns of Kung Fu. Okay. <laughs> that was just a, yeah, here's some nonsense. <laughs> the modern man still... The modern man still jots down his grocery list on a piece of scratch paper. The market is no place for his face to be buried in the phone. A man's man does not make lists. He knows what he likes, what he needs, and what he wants. If he has to write it down, he understands that it's not worth having in the first place. That's not true. No. That's not true at all. No, it's not. And I'm sorry no. that he had to answer that one. I'm sure he was just like, oh, oh I'm fuck. Put Here's this my here. I yeah, something Because just... I make lists yeah. all day, all night, son. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, see, the modern man has hardwood flooring. His children can detect his mood from the stamp of his Kenneth Cole Oxfords stomping around. Okay. Uh. A man's man is not committed to any particular type of flooring. He doesn't attempt to communicate with his children through footsteps and he doesn't own Oxfords unless they're steel toed. (laughs) The modern man lies on the side of the bed closer to the door. If an intruder gets in, he will try to fight him off so that his wife has a chance to get away. A man's man knows a struggle closest to the door will effectively block the exit through which his wife may flee, so he secures the house in a way that keeps intruders out and sleeps wherever he wants. Yeah, there you go. The modern man has a melon baller. How else would the cantaloupe, watermelon, and honeydew he serves so be, uni- be so uniformly spaced? The man's man, if he serves fruit at all, prepares wedges, squares, and rectangles. He accomplishes this with a knife. This one is going to be your favorite. The modern man has thought seriously about buying a shoehorn. A man's man doesn't think seriously about any purchase under $5. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I've seriously considered uh, no, a song no. called Slap a Home. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got that oh. I got that somewhere for you. Here we go. Let's consider something Consider called... a song called... Consider a song like Slap a Home, which you mentioned by the group Dove Shack, which touts the virtues <laughs> of a machine that automatically smacks a wife or girlfriend into line. Is that Wu-Tang? Yeah, touts the virtues of a machine. God. On occasion, the modern... Wait, uh, here we go. The modern man buys fresh flowers more to surprise his wife than to say he is sorry. A man's man picks wildflowers on the side of the road, wraps them in a bootlace, and presents them with an original handwritten poem. <laughs> That's just... I love that. You bootlace. can just see him going, fuck you. Yeah, I can just see the micro go fuck yourself look as he says that. I don't do this. Yeah. But yeah. fuck you. Um... On occasion, the modern man is the little spoon. Some nights, when he is feeling down or vulnerable, he needs an emotional or physical shield. A man's man will do whatever is necessary to please his bedmate, not himself, but he roundly rejects all metaphors, especially those that involve utensils. (laughs) Yes. The modern man does not scold his daughter when she sneezes while eating an apple donut, even if the pieces fly everywhere. A man's man would laugh and then say, bless you or gesundheit. Then he'd make sure she wipes her nose and cleans up the crumbs. That is the best. And also, again, I'm going back to this. Apple donut, but hey, here's the thing, dude. If you have a child, but no, this specifically has to be daughter because it makes you more complete. It's just weird. 
If you have a child who sneezes while eating and your first thought is to scold them, you're an asshole. Yeah. You big asshole. Yeah. She sneezed. You're a giant asshole. asshole. Yeah. You don't have to. Uh... It's. Uh, yeah. You're an asshole. Yeah. Um. Uh-uh. <clears throat> The modern man still ambles half-naked down his driveway each morning to scoop up a crisp newspaper. A man's man does not amble. Moreover, he would have already impressed upon the paper boy the importance of getting the morning paper all the way up the porch where it belongs. <laughs> the modern man has all of Michael Mann's films on Blu-ray, or whatever the highest quality thing is at the time. A man's man doesn't own films. He rents. He values effectiveness over efficiency, and he knows the latest technology will be obsolete in a few months. For this reason, he makes no attempt to own the newest of anything. Had to answer it somehow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The modern man does not get hung up on his battery's percentage. If it needs to run flat, so be it. A man's man prefers his gas tank full, his weapon loaded, his pantry stocked, and his checkbook balanced. He also likes his phone sufficiently charged and takes the necessary steps to accomplish that. Correct. Yes. The modern man has no use for a gun. He does not own one, and he never will. A man's man owns at least one firearm. He knows how to use it, clean it, and store it properly. He understands its importance and sees it for what it is, a tool that can protect him and his family. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Correct. He just showed that gentleman his seat. People call me stupid, dumb, uh, a moron, an idiot. Not you, Mike. No, not at all. The modern man cries. He cries often. A man's man cries if he feels like crying, but he rarely feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't sure if the modern man is a good dancer or not. That oh, is until God. the DJ plays his jam and he goes out there and uh, puts on a clinic. Uh, 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 <clears throat> People know without question a man's man does not dance, but they also know if called upon, he'll give it his best shot. Yeah. That is so great. It's so stupid. <sighs> because he's an asshole. Yeah. So, Ro, yeah, there is no liberal or conservative in that. It's just no. <laughs> but the fact that again, in everything, it has to be. Here's why the conservatives are so. Bernie Sanders tells us banks where to go. Yes. He does. Does he? He does. No, it does. He totally does. In this scathing Facebook click. The, 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 the best moment from the Larry David, Bernie Sanders thing is when he's like, we're all doomed unless we change things now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking perfect. These black cats have two, three, four pairs of underwear. I, I have one. I dry my clothes on the radiator. <laughs> there is no need for you to have to have a room just to clean your clothes. You can do it in the sink. That's true. You can dry it on the radiator and you're ready to go the next day. <laughs> that motion. Uh, the over the head right turn climb oh, sort yeah. of orangutan thing going on. Well, I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> huh? Hmm? How much longer until the election? Oh, yeah, a year. <laughs> Is that all? A fucking oh, year of this nonsense. And for somebody like you who just loves the political landscape, not the landscape, who loves the, the politics, who's interested just, in that. I just pay attention to it. It's a oh. scary thing my dad Digby! put in my programming. Not my dad! I'm not your dad. No. My dad did that to me. Well, we got our we've got our other host. 
the <laughs> it's frustrating to yeah. me because it's just like um, I'll tell you what's frustrating. It's mm-hmm. watching that. It's like watching a wrestling match with someone next to you or it, the entire world believing it's real. Oh yeah. That's yes. what it is. Oh yeah. Like, no, this it's is real bullshit. to me. Still real to me, goddammit. I'd like you to take a minute to talk about <laughs> Captain Redneck. <laughs> uh no, this is bullshit. Like, no, it isn't. Look no. at this. Yeah. Look at this. Did you see what Hillary said in the in the uh, uh Benghazi probe? Uh, whatever it was. Probe, probe. whatever it was. Mm. <clears throat> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that got her. No, nothing no. got her. This and guy said it. Was, if there was yeah. anything that was worth a the shit, they'd uh-huh. have busted it out already. Yeah. If there was something really damning, they would have done it while mm. all the fucking cameras were there. Yeah. Or, if you will, at the pay per view. Yeah. At the blow off match. Yes. Uh, this guy said that it's all political. Of course. No, really? No, no. You know what? I'll tell you what. Talk about how ridiculous this whole thing is, and then go over to MSNBC and read some more about Bridgegate. Bridgegate? Oh, the. Chris Christie. Oh, that? Yeah, They're that. Going about MSNBC covers that. Oh, yeah. I've been a couple months ago. Yes. Oh, my God. Really? I read, I, my, my morning news reading is CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Drudge Report, and uh, Huffington Post. I look at all four of them because I'm like, somewhere in this melange is a semblance of something that something. will point towards the truth. Mm-hmm. But Jet it's, fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> but it's all bullshit. <laughs> it is all bullshit. And the, uh, there was a thing about the Canadian election last week on uh, mm-hmm. on John Oliver. Where he's, saying, he's like, you know, they, they talked about how long their election cycle was because it was like, I forget, like 70, like, you know, seven months or something like that. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cute. We're two months seriously into it and we got over a year, le- over yeah, a, a year, year left. It's, and... The minute that the election is over in 2016, the second a winner is declared, every network is going to go, well, all right, looking forward to 2020, it is going to start the second this election ends. Once the pay-per-view is over, you start hyping the next pay-per-view. Exactly. And it's because with the internet now, everyone's screaming about their politics as though it's all ever so original and all so well thought. All I do is, well, it's like, Okay, we were talking earlier and we're barely going to brush on it. Quentin Tarantino attends a rally against police brutality. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I hope he never needs a cop. I'm never going to attend. Okay, so what we're saying is he is opposed to police brutality. Right. Not opposed to police, but police opposed brutality. to police brutality. Another way of uh, putting it into better focus is to say, are you against brutality? Uh-huh. Depends on yeah. the situation for yes. me. Uh-huh. But in general, I'm sure that a lot of people yeah. will just come out and say they're against that. Yes, yes. But no, I'm never going to another one. Oh, he's an idiot. He's lost. Uh, were you ever, uh, were you ever uh, going to uh, go to another Quentin Tarantino movie? This is the guy in the house doing all the fucking. Am I right? Yeah. Right. I'm just putting together tone poems. <laughs> um, it's It's so stupid because now we are at a point where all that matters is the headline. Yeah. Listicles are news, and outrage is currency. Oh yeah! If something upsets you, bah, the world gone. No, I saw a great thing on a Facebook page of a guy I follow, an author named Jack Donovan. He had uh-huh. his greatest response to some sort of um uh, one of these salon dot com cat ladies hat tip right stuff about. Uh, <laughs> 
whatever. Did you hear that this guy has his little boy in a dress and think it's okay? Yeah. He's picking something sure. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. And what do you think about that? Jack Donovan, you know, tagged on Facebook. His response was, not my people, not my problem. Yeah. He pretty much, that's so good. Yeah. I don't know if he could ever write anything else <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. When my... someone tags him about issue A. Yeah. Not my people, not my problem. Mm-hmm. Not my people, not my problem. Yeah. I, I need more fingers so I can have Drink that entirely tattooed yeah. on knuckles. Yes. Not, not my, my people, people, not my problem. Not my problem. Yeah. And whatever uh, size, shape, denomination, group, whatever of not my people, whatever yeah. that is. If uh-huh. not my people means Jim, his dog, and his girlfriend. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. just bask in the glory of that. Yes. Not my people, not my problem. Yep. Benghazi hearings. Not my people, not my problem. Yep. Yep. It's a fucking mantra. It's yeah. fantastic. Yep. Indeed. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It's Water Malone. <laughs> it's not a Water Malone. It's good. <laughs> It <sighs> oh, makes me so happy, dude. That just, that just, that just put the boots to him, medium style. <laughs> That's my favorite. It really That's is great because he said he's so just. Mm, mm. Yeah. So basically, carry that with you. Not my people. Not my problem. Not my problem. Yes. So let's jump into the Sanuro. Yes. Let's jump right in the middle of it. Yes. So. As I found out going through all my research, didn't mention it last week, but it's the 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 samurai on Saturday Night Live, the Jim Belu- the John Belushi, <laughs> Jim Belushi samurai. <laughs> Jim Belushi. Yeah, the John Belushi samurai is based off of Senyuro, hmm. not from any of the other. Is specifically based off Senyuro, which, when you think about it, is why he moves the sword three times and has a finished suit, right? Or that he is perfect with everything he does right. because. Yes. I can say in Euro is. This, uh, you pointed out, it's not as, it's shot very differently than Yojimbo was. Uh, yeah, I'm not just coming out definitively and saying, this is better shot than this. This right. is more interestingly right. shot than Yojimbo. Uh-huh. I don't know, because the story is simpler. Yeah. So you get these weird angles uh-huh. that are, uh, not weird angles, <clears throat> just different. It's yeah. It's just a different yeah. take. The, uh, the sets in this one are... Uh, head and shoulders more beautiful That's the than other thing. yeah it Much is more beautiful to look oh, at and pleasing to the eye it really is it's and a genuinely going on in your gym gorgeous film right um so this one is there is a uh, a clan a, a a group in Japan where there is some corruption within the ranks nine guys decide they want to do something about it they're having a meeting to talk about it in this I guess they thought it was abandoned or not used little secluded building somewhere little place, secluded yeah. little place. And they're talking through all their plans, and Senoro is sleeping in the back and wakes up. He's like, you guys are idiots. This plan's terrible. Plan is awful. Here's what's going to happen. He saves their lives, and then just kind of continues going through saving their lives by giving them increasingly simple yet wildly effective plans. Yes. It's the the strategy of it where, you know, like in, uh, in Yojimba, the first one, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to have some drinks, and I'm going to figure out what to do by morning. It's the scene at the beginning of House of Cards where Kevin Spacey sits at the window with a pack of cigarettes and figures out, all right, I know what I'm going to do. Here's exactly what I'm going to do. Here's all of the angles I'm going to play. Here's the directions these shots are going to go in off of those angles. And when all is said and done, here's where my pastiche of accents will end up. Lead us. Yes. Claire. Mm -hmm. Now get on it. He, uh, 
Senoro is just a brilliant character. Yeah. Because he is that uh, sort of embodiment of the Sun Tzu know your enemy. Your knowledge is <laughs> knowledge is the most important thing you can have going into a battle. Yeah. Knowledge is the only thing you need. If your intelligence is good, you're set. Yeah. If you're going to be stupid about it, you're you're screwed. Right. And you don't need the uh, strict adherence to the spit polish of the samurai. Exactly. Uh, as I mentioned when we were watching the movie, he's it's more like a Western, but he in particular is more like the walk and talk in Western. Exactly. All to himself. Uh-huh. There's the quote unquote rugged individual uh-huh. in his character. Yeah. But only because he looks like a pile of dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said about De Niro's character in uh, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah. Pretty much what he is. Mm-hmm. He's the only person that moves like a human being. Yes. Scratches, naps, eats at yeah. inappropriate times, always uh-huh. moving his shoulder or something. Just, uh-huh. just not as rigid and polished. Everyone else is cleaned and starched. And to the point where he's in a room full of these guys and they all move at the same time. Yes. Agree, uh-huh. disagree, mm-hmm. laugh, yeah. whatever. Yep. And it's showing, I don't know if it is or it isn't, but I took out of it, here are the conformist yeah. samurai uh, of tradition, and mm-hmm. he's the one that doesn't keep with tradition, but he's got the smarts. Yeah, well, he, he has what it matters to be a samurai. Exactly. He's got the code. Yeah. And also what's interesting that really separates him from so much of the Western thing is he how much he eschews the money side of it. Yeah, he's just. Yeah. He says, you know, give me some money. So I haven't eaten in a while. Give me some money for some food and sake. Hmm. Guy hands him his purse. He opens it, takes a couple of coins out. There you go. It's what I need. I'll see y'all later. Yeah. It's it's a very, he's not greedy. Hmm. He, the code, his code is so clear and undeniable. Yeah. There's a clan with that much corruption going on? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. And that, not even, he doesn't even show just like displeasure yeah. or he's not upset about it. It's just like, uh. well, that shingle is off the roof and uh-huh. now I had to put that shingle back on. Right. It's very workmanlike. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, it, and, and actually it even goes beyond that because he's like, oh, wait a minute. Now, there's a little bit of damage to the wood underneath it so I'm yeah. just going to have go to pull that, that, that out. We'll, fi- we'll fix that. We're going to get it done. It's Whereas these guys are go rushing... Go replace your drip line. It's all right, but it could be better. Yeah, yeah. These guys are rushing in to fix the problem by going at it head on without thought. He's saying, well... If we really want this fixed, here's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. And he does. He goes in and he Otherwise fixes you're just gonna it. Die. Yeah, exactly. You'll and, die with honor, I mm-hmm. suppose. But yeah. the problem will still exist. Exactly. Exactly. So you'll be dead and people will be able to say, well, he died well. Yeah. As opposed to being alive with the fucking problem solved. And uh, it, it's... Fa- I got to grab some water. Hold on a sec. I just came over so parched. Oh, man. Uh, he... Uh, yeah, he has that, we're going to fix it properly. Yeah. We're going to do this right. And the other guys, it's where they're not used to somebody being... Oh, dear. Fuck you, can. <laughs> and my dog's like, that's terrifying, I'm out. I knock a can over, and he's like, nope. Nope, can't have this. Um, He has that... <sighs> I don't know, pe- people who are used to a quick fix... Around and people are thinking, well, no, we were going to do this and it was going to be fixed immediately. And he's like, no, no, I can wait, man. Yeah, yeah. Take a breather. We're going to get this done right. No, 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 we can't. We can't. No, fucking doing this right. And so they always end up shitting the bed. Every time he's like, don't do it. Oh, well, we got to do something. Every time they don't listen to him, something goes wrong. Yeah. 
to the point at the end, it's like, no, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. Mm. It's interesting and different and really kind of cool. Because you never, you never really see that. There has to be so much more, oh, this, blah, 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 this. To the point that he, when he beats those guys, like, you have to fight me. You have to come after me. Shit. Now right. I have to pretend to kill you. Because yes. you fucked up. You fucked up. Now I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. You've changed the nature of my plan. Right. Had you not done this, it had been over a lot sooner and a lot easier. And what's cool is how much of it was handled with... Like there was so little bloodshed. Very little. I mean, if you look at it, the final battle was done without an actual act of violence in it. I think there's three actual scenes of violence that end with death. Yeah, yeah. Like the beginning action sequence is just him with a sheathed sword schooling this entire fucking legion of yeah. samurai. Yeah, uh -huh. and So... Well, enough of them to, yeah, to make an impression. To make a point. The only time he unsheathes the sword is when he's forced to. Right. I mean, the guys fuck up and he's like, okay, I've got to kill this patrol, use that to drive everyone else away so that I can kill the small number of guards left. Fuck. Yeah. And even in the end, when he kills the guy at the very end, it's like, no, they got, that was brilliant. No, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, and what's fascinating is how there's that woman who's like, you're too quick to bloodshed. The sort, And he's like, no, I'm not. I do it when I have to. Right. Not me, lady. Uh-huh. Are you talking to the rest of these mo mooks here? Because they're the yeah. ones who are going to rush in. Mm-hmm. Swords, uh, uh, swords of flailing. To a bloody, bloody end. Yeah, yeah. And it's really fascinating to see. I'm a scalpel, it, lady. I'm a scalpel. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, how often did we see that in, you know, real Westerns? Oh, yeah. You know, like in Wrestler's Rhapsody, I only shoot the gun out of the hand, which I didn't realize until I was, uh, Hope had some channel that had a bunch of old stuff on when I came home from work, and they had the old Roy Rogers show, uh -huh. where it was like an old West town, and they're riding horses, and a Jeep, where it's like this weird mix of past <laughs> and present stuff, but when Roy draws and fires at a guy, shoots the gun out of his hand, that's right. it. First off, let's take a pause. Uh, you have fired a firearm, Yes. Yes. Scale of one to ten this for me. Somebody standing 20 feet away, you've got a pistol. How hard is it to shoot the gun out of their hand? Ten being the hardest? Yes. I'm going to go with 12. Mm-hmm. I think you're being generous. I think very generous. Yeah. Because that's it's a 12 if they're standing bolt still. Maybe. With their hand out. Yeah. If they move, that's a 2,000 out of 10. Yeah. You're not making that shot, which is why it's so funny when you have folks that were talking about like, well, maybe people need, you know, we need to train police to shoot the gun out of their hands. Right? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Why don't you instead train them to throw the handcuffs at the person in the hopes that it will hit and latch onto one wrist yeah. with enough force to force their hand behind their back right. so that the other one will slam onto the other wrist. Like handcuff bolos. Exactly. You know, it's just as fucking likely. Right. Um. No, not no, happening. No. Yeah, We're it's, it's going to go with center mass. Exactly, yeah. So th that sort of thing, cute, but not realistic. And that's basically what Senoro tries to be throughout this yeah. is no need to kill anyone. I'm going to walk in. We're going to fix this problem. And then we're walking out. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. Until it isn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we react. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, did you see the video 
that I posted of the Star Wars people watching the re- of the the cast of Star Wars watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. That right there of the guy, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, flipping out. Yeah. That right there, all of that is so due to these movies. Of the course. sword bit. Because really, if you look at it, Sanyuro is very much like uh, Obi-Wan in the, in the new movies where it's like, eh, no, I'm just some regular looking dude. <sighs> We're going to get through here fine. More like Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah, except with an had, actual character. Right, well, yeah. there's that. But I mean, that whole, eh, is this kind of mm-hmm. mm. uh, just oblivious, not yeah. oblivious. Just uh, whatever about yeah. uh, the code. Yeah, I understand the code. I got the code. I got all that. Yeah. I've got it so much. It's part of who I am. Uh-huh. I don't have to uh, walk around with it on my sleeve. Exactly. I've got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but uh, there's some gray area. There's stuff we can move yes. to the left or right when need, when, well, when it calls for Yeah, it. yeah. When the need is present, yeah. that, that will occur. Um, it really is just fascinating to look at the mindset, the execution, it's because there isn't an allegory for that anywhere else. There, there isn't an, no. an, analog, an analogous character that I can think of for, okay, let's do this. I'm not even going to fucking unsheath my sword. We're just going to knock people around and all will be well. No. And... Pfft, but what's cool is how he, when he's in with these folks, the minute he casts his lot in with them, he's like, I'm in. The nine of us against ten. Yeah, you have to keep reminding them. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm partying. I'm in, here. Yeah. And, and they, it's so funny because it's so foreign to them as an idea. It's like, we don't know this guy. He doesn't know us. Why should we trust him? Look, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I'm with you. Right. I'm with you, and there's a problem he's fixing, and I'm the one, apparently, that knows how to fix it. The yeah. only one that knows how to fix it. Yes, yes. Now, because I'm going to be getting... We are, this is our third Kurosawa. I, ha, I own a fourth. The end of next month, I'm getting a fifth, and there will be a sixth and a seventh and possibly an eighth coming during this. What also, we're telling you is we're changing the name of the show. To the Kurosawa, Kurosawa thugs. thugs. Also, I came up with an idea. This format works so well. I think when we get to the end of my criterion... I've got that Hitchcock box set. I mean, <laughs> fuck, why not? Yeah. Right? It, it fucking works. You know, shit. Oddly. Oddly. this It's form- about film. Yeah. Hmm. What are the odds? But, um, yeah, with know. this, Mifune is so key oh, yeah. to this whole thing. Because if you think about it, it's fascinating to me the, that handful of directors who lock in with an actor or an actress, you know? Yeah. It's arguable. You know, okay, so you got Mifune with um, Kurosawa. You've got De Niro and Scorsese. Mm-hmm. It's arguable. I mean, could we say Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino? Lynch and uh, McLaughlin? Yeah, Lynch wow. and McLaughlin. Those folks where they click and you see the, oh, okay, yeah, this director wouldn't be the same without this actor. Mm-hmm. And there are some there it's arguable that you could say uh now uh Scorsese and DiCaprio because oh, they've yes, done you can. You a can. bunch of them in a row and they're yeah. real good. And hopefully I think that uh, we might be seeing DiCaprio win an Oscar this year. And I say that just to shut everyone up because in my mind, until Saint Ian has a couple on the wall, I'm not too upset that DiCaprio doesn't. Right. You know, if Ian McKellen doesn't have a couple Oscars, you know, eh. 
Okay. But there, I love it when you have an actor, director, actress, director combo like that that you can look at and go, they complement each other so well. Yeah, you and, get excited about it. Exactly. Yeah, the dialogue works with them. The style of directing is so soft. Like there, there's actually another guy who, um, and it's one where. I, I forget his name a lot because my immediate inclination with um, Kurosawa is to remember, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Mifune. But in, uh, let's see, I'm going to just pull up Ikiru because I'm tired of not remembering the guy's name. It's uh, Takashi Shimura. Hmm. Takashi Shimura is, uh, he's in this one. He, he He's that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He is in... All manner of uh, of Kurosawa stuff, and brilliant in them. I mean, he's right. great. I think part of it is when you've got a good director who knows what they're doing in selecting actors. It's so easy to to think, oh well, this one is perfect. No, no. If you know Takashi Shimura or uh, Toshiro Mufune weren't available. Kurosawa would find an awesome actor. Oh, yeah. If De Niro's not available, Scorsese's not screwed. Sure. You know, he'll pull Keitel in. You know, he will. We'll f- make it work. Yeah, he'll find an actor. That's why you know I don't doubt it. You've got actors like uh, Spielberg. Spielberg does not act, work with the same people often. No, he's worked quite a bit with Tom Hanks now. Yeah, he's worked a bit with Tom Hanks. I mean, back in the day, he had Dreyfus. Yeah, but I wouldn't say anything's exclusive. Yeah, yeah. They've worked together a bunch, but that's also because they are both in that rarefied stratospheric they both, they both position. They've also, uh, also produced together, haven't mm-hmm. they? Or am I making Yeah, there's a lot of production going on together so, with them. Yeah. So that's more where that comes from. But with Spielberg, he's one of those guys, eh, it doesn't matter. I'll work, okay, uh... We'll go with DiCaprio, Tom Cruise. Mm. Uh, I'll pull, you know, this fucking unknown kid in this one. I'm going to work with, I'm going to get what I need out of these people, which is why it is so cool when there is that relationship that works so well. Somebody like Mifune, you know, his face alone is going to cover 90% of what you need. Same thing with uh, uh, Shimura. Mm. Their face is perfect. And Kurosawa, again, with the comfort of working with the same actor and yeah. recognizing and understanding, oh, okay, I know this guy's facial expressions. I know this will portray this, and we'll be able to, we'll be able yeah, to make this work. And by the time that uh, they got to the, this production, mm-hmm. the man with no, no names character is a very well worn, comfortable pair of shoes. Yes, uh-huh. I'd say he's even. More at ease. Oh yeah, in this one than he was in Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. Because Yojimbo mm-hmm. still had certain sort of, I'm on edge when I need to be on edge because he's in a dangerous situation. They're both yeah. dangerous situations. Uh-huh. But the other one's more chaotic, I guess. Right. Uh-huh. So you get these. The moments are are almost always the same. He's scratching his face. He's picking his nose. He's moving his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's scratching the inside of his kimono. Yeah. He's, Again, he's doing that. Like human being. Yeah. He's doing that. Doing a weird look, like, ah, I can't believe it. Sidelong, like, ah, Jesus, got to deal with this again. You woke me up. <laughs> it's more so, it, there's more of that in this than there was in your gym. Yes, uh-huh. There definitely so It just seems yeah. more like he is very comfortable. He's having yeah. a lot more fun with it. Yes, uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, when, uh, you, when you realize he's down to the point where, you know, 
he understands this character so perfectly by this point. Yeah. And what's so great is at the end, like he left the kimono we gave him here. He just left in his rags. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is going to leave with exactly what he had on him when he arrived. Yeah, This is a guy who possesses his clothes and, as we learned in Yojimbo, a sword. Yeah. Not even his sword. Just a sword. A sword. Shit, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no and secondary blade, nothing. Nope, nope. The realism of his character, just how... Eh, it's who I am. Right. It's all cool. We got this. Yeah. We got Super this. stylized. Exactly. Where it gets stylized at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just here and now I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then it gets pretty real and then goes back to, I'm just a guy in the sword of the clothes of my back, uh-huh. wandering the countryside. Yeah. The uh, collapse of Japan's feudal system has left me bereft of the ability to pack. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In the real world, of course not. Uh-huh. But well, it's it's nice and poetic. Well, and, and how his plain-spoken honorableness even gets to the guy that they took as prisoner. Hmm. When they came back and he's untied and eating, yeah. like, yeah, the lady found me. She let me out. Oh, I heard you guys talking, and uh, it's not what I heard, and it seems like you guys have it together. Yeah. Then when he's done, he's like, all right, gets up and goes back into the closet. It's right. like, this is a guy who, I, I don't want to say that Senoro's honor has kind of rubbed off, but it sort of has. Yeah, well, he probably knows that he's right. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, it's pretty yeah. corrupt, and this is pretty messed up. So, so yeah, anyway, I think, I, think I, you know, I mean, to the point where when they are celebrating, he's celebrating with them. Uh huh. And they have to stop and kind of look at him. He's like, oh, and he goes uh-huh. back into the closet. Sorry, there about are that. a lot of there are many, many more scenes uh-huh. in this movie that are played straight for laughs. Yeah, than anything in your, in your gym. Yes, absolutely. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not. As I've seen it described online, whoa, comedy, comedy uh-huh. this, comedy that. There are more comedic moments. Yeah. But I wouldn't say this is a straight comedy. No, it's not a comedy. It's a touch lighter. Right. It is lighter. Yeah. Yeah. A touch lighter. Yeah. I would not sit there and go, this is a light film by any stretch. No, it's, you know, no, it's, it's, no. no. If, in, in case you uh, think it is, there's that last fight. Oh, that last fight. Nothing Holy that. shit. And that's what I love about the sort of samurai fight is the speed in it. And that it. is the equivalent of, <clears throat> I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the Ringo mm-hmm. Doc Holiday fight. It's yeah. The tombstone. The actual fight. Yeah. Like, oh. Except for the fact, Senoro, okay. the whole time, we don't have to do this. Right. We don't need to do this. I mean, and that's the thing is, if that would be if Doc Holiday had shown up and been like, take off now, we're good. We don't have to do this. Right. That even when Ringo was like, uh, my fight's not with you, too fucking bad. Right. Too bad. It's the, the scene I've always wanted to write of the guy being the asshole bully and his friend standing in, like, the guy's friend standing, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, man, it's between me and him. Yeah? This is now between you and me. I don't give a fuck about him. Now, I'm fucking with you. Right. You don't get to end this because now I've decided it's about us. That's the the sort of thing that I dig there is like just dude, let it go. In in, in Tombstone, it was very much the yeah no I'm making this fight about us. Whereas with him, it's like dude, this is over. Yeah, and he's like I can't, I can't let it go. This will eat at me forever. All right, fucking dude, I'm telling you, fucking walk away. Nope. <sighs> okay. So now I have to kill you. Yeah. And it was very much, he didn't want to do that. No. He did not want to do that at all. But at the same time, he understood 
if I don't do this, this is this ain't over. This ain't over. over. Yeah, this is on. Yeah. I am dealing with this for the rest of my life if I don't fucking kill this guy right now. Yeah, and the other guy would be dealing with it in his way for the rest of his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a fascinating look at that sort of masculine idea. An idea of honor. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other guy, even though he was in league with the corrupt side of what was going on, it's already dishonorable. But yeah. I guess now he's he's really ashamed yeah. and feeling... I've got to get something. Yeah. He may have just—he may have known deep inside he, he would be killed. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, it's like, well, this is better than committing harikaru and just being uh, dishonored. Dishonorable yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah, I could see it. Mm-hmm. If well, I had been that guy, I probably would have made the same choice. This yeah. guy could obviously kill me. Yeah, but I'm not going to go the rest of my days in this particular system. Right. In group out group dynamic. Yeah. Uh, as some prick. Uh huh. You know. Well, and that's what's so weird to me about it is ha- being from a country that has never had a formal feudal society. Right. That concept of, okay, wow, so what? I mean, you just go out and find another job. No. No. That's not really how it works. You know, like in, uh, I'm reading London, and uh, it's it's that 2000 year book of, we're mm. so with a guy who's a surf and, you know, all, like, well, why don't you just fucking leave and go work for the other guy? Well, I really can't. Right. I mean, with the the fact that even though it's not, you know, the the idea of endless upward mo- mobility is somewhat of a myth in this country. That it's not. You know, you can go you can from being better your station. Yeah, exactly. You know, as as I put it, you know, my, can you jump classes? Yeah. In the. Uh, Great Gatsby sense of the word? Yeah. No. 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 That is true just about anywhere you go on the planet. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, most of us live in areas that don't have that. Right. Yeah, but, that, but there yeah. is a class. Oh, yeah. You go to, you know, you go to Manhattan, the right parts of Manhattan, or yeah, the right parts of Boston. Right. It is, oh, well, you know, her, her parents were on the Mayflower. Right. And... It is what it is. Yeah. I'm not saying that's something you need to aspire to or mm-hmm. even want to aspire to, but there is a certain class. Yeah. And it's that club. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You could have more money than that. Yep. They could be broke. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because they're part of a different class. Yes. In their yeah. own minds yeah. and nothing else. Yes. It's uh-huh. just not going to work. It's uh, <clears throat> it's like that Bravo show, Ladies of London, where these women from America are trying to work in British society. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go up. Even the women who are from Britain born that yeah. are <coughs> moving around in British society, that's great. Yeah. But you're not aristocracy. No. Nope. Even if you're common born or American that married arist- yeah. uh, the, uh, a member of the aristocracy, uh-huh. in Britain, you're still not. Yeah, you could, you could find, hell, you could own the land that an aristocrat lives on. You're not. You're not. Uh huh. And it's not going anywhere. I mean, there are places in Texas even that have that shit. They tell me there are parts of Houston or Dallas that don't have a, well, you know, you're just not oh, from the right Oh, yeah. Family. I mean, that, there's that click. I'm talking about yeah. true blue. Oh, true died in the fucking wool nonsense. Aristocracy. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. You can't buy that. No, no, no. Uh-uh. So. Yeah. It's hard to do. And it's, again, with, with Japan, seeing, especially at this time when it's fallen apart mm. and it's like well no you were honor bound through the centuries your family was connected to this family and no you don't just up and go somewhere else you 
you do, you're you are an entirely different class. Yeah. You know, I'm not just gonna have some Ronin telling me what that they were looked down upon because yeah. of that. Yeah. They lost their honor, they lost their purpose. They became untethered to the thing that gave them purpose. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Well, it's like I remember there, there's this series of books and uh BBC movies, the the Sharp series. I don't know if you're familiar with no. it. Sharp was a soldier in the Napoleonic Wars who saved Wellington's life. Okay, he was a uh, you know a, a private you know enlisted guy with nothing, and asked. And his reward, he was made a lieutenant, and worked his way all the way up to colonel throughout the series. But um, realizing you know here in America, the idea is. Oh well, that's a private who worked his way up to becoming a lieutenant. Fucking yeah. awesome! Right? He knows his shit over there. It's oh, you're some jumped up peasant who thinks he knows something. Sorry, the men are n- the men are not going to follow you. Mm-hmm. They are going to require a proper officer. Right? Like, it so, comes, it's, a, it's the the last gasp of a time or a callback to a time where that. Was an aristocracy. Yeah, yeah. Aristocracy was an aristocracy for a reason. Yeah, and you purchased your commission. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's an like you could never have been in the military, and oh, there is a lieutenant colonel's Hmm. commission that is available, and you buy it, and now you a lieutenant colonel. Right. You know. Yeah, Yeah. and it is that throwback to that time. That's why because you wouldn't follow him, you would follow. Someone you believe to be divine right of kings. Yeah. Someone yeah. from a, a divine leader. Oh, yeah. Unquote. Yeah. Of course you would because they embody all those things. Yeah. Now it's just the the copy of a copy of a copy of a copy right. of a copy of a, of a story of a copy of right. a copy of a copy. Uh-huh. An inbred mess of <laughs> nonsense. Now it's, now it's who cares? Yeah. It's well, just symbols. And especially in, in the US, because our idea here is very much you started with nothing and worked your way up. Mm. Whereas there it's like, oh goodness, you worked yes. with your aristocratic idea. That's why like, did you watch the Hornblower movies? No, I'm made? aware of them. But Fucking great. Cause there's one where he's traveling with a guy who's, you know, a colonel. He's like, oh colonel, he's like, I'm also the lord of whatever. So the proper form of address is my lord. Mm. And to me, I'm like, oh. Get some fucking security, bro, because that's you. You you sound pathetic. There, it's well, yes, of course. And in that, the 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 Lord learns to look at fucking uh, hornblower. Like, no, we fucking we listen to this guy. He right. knows his shit. Yeah, just fucking follow this guy. Right. And it is so such a different thing when you got the folks who show they can earn it. Here, what's fascinating is you never really see other than in. Uh, Kind of, you know, Jimbo. Well, we're following the silk merchant. Oh, well, we're following the spice merchant because they've got the money and they're hiring people. Yeah. But that the concept of it being anything more than, well, this is what my job is right now. No, you're part of his system. Yeah. And that's why it's so weird in Romeo and Juliet when you're like, no, no, they're they're not just, you know, Mercutio's not a friend. Who could just choose to sit this out? No. No, he's connected and indebted in certain regards. He is in that family unit. He the, No. No, he's no. one of them. That's the, that's their team. Yeah. To the fucking bone, to the core, yeah. that's who you Clans, are. Clans, just like in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Just because your last name was Campbell, doesn't necessarily mean you were born a Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you may have been someone that was overtaken. Yeah. In our generations, you've just become loyal to them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But... 
I mean, my family. Nuclear Campbells and yeah. then the Campbell Campbells beyond. Yeah, my fa- like my family is last name Dinwiddie, part of Clan Maxwell. Right. We are a family within that clan. That's right. So, hell, part, Maxwell's might have ended up being the fucking Laird of the clan. Right. But it will always be you know, Clan Maxwell. That's right. Yeah, and Clan Campbell will always be Clan Campbell, regardless. Oddly. Of yes. who is in charge, you know. Yes. You and it's an odd mix, but over here it just doesn't make sense to us. No, well, because it's never been the, part uh, of our cultural DNA, unless you're in an area where it really, really all is. the all the uh, religious zealots and people um, that were more bloody minded all decided to leave England and come over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's sort of what it. Kinda well, in Northern Europe, and just came over here and decided, all right, we'll start up our own thing. Yeah, this so it has echoes of the old world, right? This post-European society. What it sort of well used to be anyway. I don't know what it is now. It's kind of like what it reminds me of is in the Harry Potter movies, like when they go to the World Cup, the the Quidditch World Mm -hmm. Cup, and Malfoy's like, "My father got us better tickets because my father." Yeah, it's your father. It's not you, you piece of shit. But within that world, world, it's oh his. Father has it. He's there was uh, I forget who it was. I know somebody who was uh, family was marrying into a group. Oh, they're from a very respected family. What is that? From a very old family. First off, I don't know how to break this to you. No family is older than any other family. Right. If you really want to get splitty hairs about it, every single family is exactly as old as every single other family. Right. You know, your name might be newer, but oh, a very respected family. That doesn't make sense to me. It'd be like her father's a very respected man, or her her father and grandfather were very well respected. Mm-hmm. That's what that means to me. It's about a generation. I know that in Refurio, mm-hmm. the Campbells are a very respected family. We're a respected family, yeah. What that means is Kate and Dudley are very respected, and everyone else tolerates the kids because of Dudley and Kate. I can't speak for my siblings, but for me, yes. (laughs) And that's and and more than anything, that's exactly where that is. It's not, and and it's not a slight against the family at all. It's just no that that it's this person you are trading on this person's credit. It gets a little further away from that, and it's still. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but you always understand that's where it's from. This whole concept of where it's like, well, yes, my last name is Longfellow, and I'm connected to this and that. Oh, so <clears throat> your great, 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 great grandfather was this. Oh, so you must be wonderful. Yeah, you, no? do, you do get the, and I mean the faintest of faintest echoes uh-huh. of that respected family thing uh-huh. when something bad happens. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. When my, when my dad passed, uh-huh. it didn't matter mm-hmm. that I, I look like a, a bouncer at a strip club yeah. and I have a beard down to my chest mm-hmm. and shaved head and tattoos. That right. make a porn bouncer, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make a bit of difference mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Even the same people that may have seen me running around in my early 20s, yeah. like, you know, with an eyebrow cocked to, what is that young man up to? Oh, goodness, yes. When it came to the, when the shit got real, uh-huh. it was all, oh, he's. Uh, Oh, that's Dudley's that's Dudley's son. boy. Oh, it was it was yeah. weird. Yeah, we're talking the faintest of faintest of faintest. Oh yeah, I'm not oh, trying yeah. to say well the aristocracy yes. and this rural town. It's all different. No, <laughs> <laughs> that is not the case. I had biscuits and gravy to but my elbow. The idea of 
a family that's been in that town yeah. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. Yes. With a fairly Midland reputation. Uh huh. Well, and and that yeah, and that's huge because like I look at it in you know San Antonio. Pff, no. Right. There is no the, like among the folks who immediately knew my parents. Yeah, there'd be some, but. It is not some universal. You walk into a place in Refugio, you know, the week of your father's funeral, and say, oh, you're 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 a Campbell. Well, we take care. We will take care of you. I mean, yeah. that's because that's that shit where it's ingrained. And now it is because remember back in the days, everything was smaller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, even in a large city, it was divided. Like London was not. Uh, people don't realize London is not a single city. It, you know, there's this part and this. London proper is a small part in the very middle mm-hmm. of it. Other than that, it's, you know, Chelsea and Briggs, all these different... Built around the single uh, campfire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And different areas have their different everything. Yeah. And those areas are very much, oh, yes, you you are the boy of this guy. Oh, his father was this. Uh, years ago, you know, generations back, your grandfather died. It, 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 we don't... In America, everything is so spread out and so far afield. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you and I both live, you know, 100, 200 miles from the city where we grew up, that's a fairly recent phenomenon. Uh, yes. I mean, very that, in, in in the grand scheme, scheme of history, that's a brand new idea. Very. Unless you were military. And even if you were military, you traveled and then went right back, back. to that neighborhood. You carried on your father's work. Exactly. You carried on his father's work. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there are people with last names like Taylor and Cooper yeah. and... Things like that, you know? Yep. So, yeah, it's it's very fascinating to look at and seeing that this was the breakdown of that and the guy who is just wandering that nowadays it's like, well, yeah, you know, hell, if you have nothing tying you down and no reason to stay in a place, why wouldn't you travel? No. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes how anymore. It goes. Yeah. But uh, this guy still, it'd be interesting to see, dare I say this, a, hmm. a prequel of uh, yeah. this guy to see what clan he served and uh-huh. how he operated within that clan. Right. And, and how then, that all shook out. Yeah. And I would imagine if I were to even consider writing the basic outline of that story, it would have been something tragic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very tragic. It would be For this some... guy to feel so isolated to uh-huh. to remain Ronan. Yeah. Um, remain samurai and still be uh, out in the mm. out on his own. Well, it's still feel the need to do to make things right. Right. Well, if you think about it, if you you look at what's coming up in the Kurosawa, the next with Throne of Blood, mm. which isn't the next movie we're watching, it's just the next Kurosawa ways right. down. It's a retelling of Macbeth. You could very pr- probably very easily look at the Macbeth thing and say, yeah, maybe that's yeah that. Make that his backstory. Yeah, probably. Why the fuck not? Maybe it's, he had a lord that just went wrong. Yeah, it might have been a Hamlet situation. It could have. There's any number of that shit where it's anything it completely out of his control. Yeah, and yeah. It went real, real sideways. Uh huh. Uh huh. It just makes it interesting. It really does. He, he, like I've said before, among the spit polish, uh, well coded samurai, uh-huh. they have all. They have all the. Sizzle, but none of the steak. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he's like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. As if he's seen this situation <sighs> a thousand times. Yeah. And maybe not with his clan, but with other other people. That he, yeah, he just... <sighs> like, okay, I got it. Hold on. Corruption in the ranks, I know how to do this. Oh, oh these uh, murderous gangs are destroying everything. Anyone worth a damn in this town? Uh-huh. Okay, I know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just need to have a drink and sort yeah. it all out. 
All right, got it. Yeah, that that that. Got a rice ball and some yeah. sake. And Just give me some food, and uh, we got this here. Yeah, I can see that as being such a, a huge a, a huge part of who he is. So that he can't stop doing it. Yeah, like, uh, and you're right that that idea that there has to be. It, whatever it is, it's bad. Right. You I know? don't see that he did something to dishonor him, and they he was I I'm cast away. Right. Maybe that's possible. But, Anything's possible, but but uh, it just don't seem likely. Right. Fascinating. Uh huh. Because he's a fascinating character. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Dude, I think that about taps everything we can say on this. So before before anything, next week we're it's going to be an odd one. I miscounted something. Next week. We are looking at spine number 99, Gimme Shelter. A Maisel, Albert and, uh, Albert and Alan May, I believe it's, why do I always say Albert and Alan with, why do I always start a sentence with, uh, David and Albert Maisels. Albert and Alan are the Hughes brothers. Yeah. Uh, David and uh, and Albert Maisels, the, uh, two of the best documentarians America's ever produced. Uh, with their documentary, Gimme Shelter about the Rolling Stones nightmare at Altamont. It is a fascinating documentary that is very, very much worth a look. Um, if that sums everything we're doing up here. I do. All right. Before anything else, thank you. We appreciate you. And make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. We haven't gotten a new review in a while, and we'd really like one. That would help us out. Exactly. It would. It might get us on a chart. Who knows? Uh, www.thefilmthugs.com. Get you all kinds of cool shit that we're up to, down with, and all about. <laughs> um, you can also email us at thefilmthugs at gmail.com or thugquestions at gmail.com. That second one, we won't even know the question until we're answering it live on the show. Uh, what the fuck else? Um, we have a Twitter and uh, Facebook, the Film Thugs, mm-hmm. and five one two six 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 rant. Call that number and leave us a message, and we'll do something awesome. We'll with get our it. Patreon uh, ducks in a row. Eventually. Yeah, Patreon will be placed together at some point. Uh, the underscore film underscore thugs on Skype. That's about it, right? And it goes on. Wow.